A reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never reads lives only one. Come into the reading room, all you lovers of language and literature. This is the place for those of us who believe that reading is essential as we seek to rise above the ordinary. And the reading room contains a host of extraordinary people, leading lights of the written word. Authors, literary critics, columnists and ideas people will tantalize your minds with their wordplay while discussing the ideas and worldviews that form our wonderful literary milieu. Come step into a world of magic, the place of undiscovered treasures, a room of reading. And a very warm welcome to the reading room. It's been a while since we uh, got people up close and personal to come and talk about their latest in a hopefully a long range of books which are going to be published and especially here in South Africa. We need to think about things that we can do not just for yourself but also for others and change our way of thinking. I think the last two years, if nothing else has changed us, how we have to change our mental mindsets. In fact, our mindset about everything. And uh, a book which seems it may come to be the definitive way of managing to get that going in your own mind and in your own life is called Hack Your Mental Mindset. Hacking your mental mindset. And the book is called Hack. Now, I think about Hack, I'm immediately thinking of going and taking out a whole bunch of invasive um, uh, sort of plants and things that are, you know, just going to hack it all down. Is that what it's all about, Rina Saru? Is it about going and hacking away at things until you actually get, or is it just like life hacks? Life hacks. Melanie, thank you. The idea came from what happens in a closed lab environment in a closed lab environment you go in and you want to you want to answer mm. and then you try stuff but you fail 99% of the time in a lab things fail to come out with one thing that works well so if you want to have that hack in your life you're going to have to try a few things and we just spoke about it you know when when the pandemic hit thousands of people were just out of it. They they didn't know what to do. Mm. And most of us looked at what we were doing all the time and think, how can we proceed with this? But the people that survived the best started hacking life. They were looking in themselves, why have I got this fear? Can I deal with it? Is it the end for me? They dealt with it. Look forward. What can I do? What is it that I, I need to change within myself? What is it I need to look for outside? Because this has never happened to us. So we are literally at the moment kind of in a laboratory and we're busy finding out how to hack life. And I think I wrote the book because I want them to find it quickly, quick acts. Mm. Okay, so, I mean, this is a collaboration between yourself and Rikas Falun. Why, why the book? Why did this idea or these ideas that you have make you specifically placed to be able to give this information to people? Oh, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked in this industry for many years. I've lectured. I have been working for myself since 1995. On, it started with sales, actually, and then it progressed into it's all in the mind. It's all in the heart and the mind. If we can sort those things out, mm. then, we, then we can move forward. And I think I, I've watched people go through hell, and they were not willing to go and sit with themselves for a little bit of time and ask myself, what is happening to us? 
What is happening to me? And how do we move forward from here? And I have gone through, like many of us, through hell in life. I've gone through tough times. And I thought the thing that helped me the most was to go and look for things that would hack my mental mindset. The simplest one for me, and yes, I struggled with this. You know, Oprah says it all the time, and I struggled with this, and that's gratitude. Mm. So while we were drowning in the in the crap that we were in, I still had a house. I still had a beautiful wife. I still had this. I still had friends that called in on me. And you know what? Even if I was ruined financially, I know somebody would step up mm. and hack that for me. So I think that that's where it comes from, sitting down and saying, Let's see what we can do and then do that. And that's the big difference. You know, it's like the old man that went to the doctor and said to him, doctor, can you please lower my sex drive? And the doctor says to him, yes, he's so man, you're 95 years old. What do you mean? The doctor says, no. He says to the doctor, no, I want you to lower it. The doctor thought quickly and he said to him, Sir, it's all in your head. He says, Doctor, I know it's in my head. I want you to lower it for me. <laughs> so when we keep things in our heads, it's useless. Yeah. We need to be able to go and do something with it. You yes, know? yes. So that for me is important. That, that uh, Living in your head with fear. And, and I'm prone to that. Promise you, I've, I've, I've got, I had a mother that was a very fearful person. I learned from her. Mm. So that's my hack. If something goes wrong like that, I want to go lie on the bed and think because I'm a thinker. But that doesn't help. You've got to think a little bit and then you've got to go and act it. Well, that's the thing is that, I mean, you've got to go and do the thing that scares you the most. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yes, we, we are scared at the moment. If, if you just looked at the behavior of people going through this, we are scared. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, like you – lost all my work the moment we went into lockdown and everything that I was doing, all of a sudden there was no income anymore. And you sit there and you think, right, what am I going to do? At least with me, I've got a whole bunch of different bows, I mean, arrows for my bow. Yes. Okay. But then there were people I knew who only, I mean, and I spoke to them and they said, I don't know what to do because this is all I know. Exactly. I don't know how to do what else I can do. Um, I don't have those skills. And I'm just saying to everybody, you need to upskill. You need to diversify. You need to think, okay, I'm pretty good at this. So let's, how can I make that into something that will actually bring me in not only joy, but also some money? Did you write this book with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> because really, that's what I, that's what I tell people. Yeah. You know, I know you don't have the skill, but this is the time. You had two years sitting doing almost yep. nothing. You should have get something going. And yes, we all try to bake the bread and stuff like that. That's one part, you know, and that's more releasing some of the stress. But you need to find a way that you can create a, a, a next income. Mm-hmm. You have to. And you can. I don't care if you work for a, a big bank or if you whatever, you can do that. There, there's opportunity. And maybe one of the things that I saw was creativity for the people who really made it. Mm. They were creative. So I don't, I don't want to tell you the, the place in Parkhurst where I used to live. There's a corner cafe there and the guy there I know very well. And two days after he was selling, he was selling flowers on the pavement mm-hmm. and Greeks, Greek sweets and Greek pastries and stuff on the pavement. And I said to him, are you making it? Well, he says, I've got a new line of business. Yep. And that's creativity. Yep. And remember, restaurant industry, they suffered the most. I know. And not the most, but they, they've suffered equally. Are you talking about Nico? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I, I do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I actually said to him, it's amazing that you're doing. He was just out there on that little scooter delivering his own bloody pastries. Yeah. And that's what I like. Yeah. 
with his mask on, everything there he goes. No, I mean, but he's always been much, Is it? very much of a go-getter. I mean, there's certain people that you, you see and you you realize, okay, fine. I mean, I, talking just restaurants, I mean, one of the things that another friend of mine who has a restaurant up in Parktown North, he thought, well, okay, fine. He started making packaged foods and he would go around delivering the food, but he also set up a soup kitchen. Wow. at the restaurant. So I would go and work in the soup kitchen just so that we knew that people were being fed. I didn't do it for any payment. I just felt there are so many people out there who have got so much less than we have that they don't even have food. Exactly. So it was a thing, you know, and we even our security company in the area was saying, please, I've got a wife who's making these big pots of food for all of the indigent yeah. people in our area. If you can just give some vegetables. So, I mean, it, it's that. It's also people have gotten into the stage where it was all about what can I do for me? Yes. And not that spirit of Ubuntu, especially here not in South really. Africa, where we were going out and saying, all right, what can we do for others in this terrible time? I think people, and I find with myself, even now, we were talking about it, I don't want to leave my house. I was quite happy in yes. lockdown. Yes. You know, just sitting, safe. you know, it was nice and safe and cocooned, Good, especially yeah. when you went into winter. You yeah. know, <laughs> winter is a good time to actually hibernate. And, I kind of watched what I've got teenage kids and I was watching what they were doing. They were quite happy to do that. They're quite happy just to sit and watch TikToks because they have the attention span of fleas. <laughs> was it a flea or a goldfish or a horse? Because while I'm trying to work out which has got which the one? shortest attention span, teenagers these days yeah. have got the, sh- the shorter than a goldfish. And, and I think in the book, the first bit, the first section is a bit heavy. Okay. Mm. And I, I was worried that it would put people off, but I couldn't not deal with that and that stuff like stress trauma worry anxiety things like that so so how to deal with that and then the second half of the book is easy it's mind acts mm. and easy things like the people i would use to phone my friends there were three or four of them if you pick up that telephone they'll tell you how bad life is and then i listened to peter sage and he said something very beautiful he said if you hang out with five drug addicts chances are you'll be the sixth one and if you hang out with five positive people that makes a difference, chances are that you will be the sixth one. And then I wrote it in the book. I said, your peer group, who do you spend time with? If I spend time with on the phone with these negative people, by the time I put the phone down, so I was depressed. dead. Yeah. I, I, I became more anxious. Mm. But then you had f- people that were doing stuff like Nick. And when you speak to him, he sees opportunity. And not opportunity to explore, but opportunity for himself to sustain himself. Mm. And that for me is important. But that's the thing. You've got to hang out with positive people, yeah. frankly. I mean, I, I just, I think I got rid of a whole bunch of people so, who are just making me feel like really depressed about yeah. stuff. And, and, and you, you spend a lot of your time trying to chevy them up. And it is, it's an uphill battle. So, I mean, is that one of the, the hacking of a mi- mental mindset yes. is actually just get rid of the deadwood? That's it. Move away from it. There was a speaker in South Africa many years ago. They tell me I look a little bit like him. Uh, what was his name? Mike, Mike Lipkin. Do you remember Mike yes, Lipkin? Yes. Yes. Mike Lipkin used to say, don't walk away from negative people, run away from them. Run away <laughs> fast as you can. Yes, <laughs> Let me tell you why, because we've got X amount of energy. And one of the things in the book is also manage your energy. Mm. I am not a high energy person. I'm a medium energy person. So I know I can do this much at a good solid rate. Mm. But if I now hang out with people who take some of that energy, it makes me fearful. Now, that energy depletes, and it depletes to the negative. Instead of depleting by doing something that 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 gives you more energy, actually, yeah, yeah. that makes you feel good about your life. And yeah, my, my wife works for a school. She's a, a, 
a face head there, and these 300 or 400 of babies, little ones running around with masks and teachers falling over with sick, with illness. Mm. And it's happening now again there. It's, it's, yeah. it's busy at the moment. And that angst, you know, we, we got to find a way to release ourselves from the angst because angst kills. Mm. There's nothing. The, 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 um, medical institute somewhere in the States now we've got one thing out that said overweight for COVID. And the second one is now stress. 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 We all stress ourselves simple. After I had, and we don't know if it was the vaccine or if it was the COVID, but I mean, I all of a sudden I have, um, what do you call it, uh, diabetes from no- nowhere. I lost part sight in my one eye. Mm-hmm. That's it. But that's the reality. It happened. Now we need to deal with this. Yes. You know, and yes, we, the world didn't know what to do, but this is what's handed to us. And the one thing that I also say in the book is, you know, Giving up is not an option, but letting go is an option. Mm. And let go of the stuff that, that really makes you tired. The you stuff know? that doesn't serve you. Exactly. Yeah. Let, let go of it. You know, we all hold on to stuff. I did an exercise a few years ago with a bunch of students and I said to them, right on a, on a, on a rock, on these flat rocks, we were somewhere, your biggest fear. I said, okay, write them down. I said, okay, let's go and put it in the river and see how it goes. Just a little thing. Do you know there were people, and I would say the majority, that didn't, with the, didn't want to put the rock in the water. And that made me understand. People hold on to their fears. They want it. Mm. It makes them feel safe. Mm. Because the pattern of thinking is something that I'm used to. It's easier than to go to something that I don't know. So the fear that I'm used to is easier to stay in than the possibility that I may fail to go to something better. And that's shocking. But this is what my children keep on going, you know, like, but what what if this and what if that? Um, you know, I don't want to do this. I'm too scared to do that because maybe this will happen. And I'm saying, and maybe it won't. <laughs> it won't. And maybe exactly. it'll be a really good thing. Yep. So this book, I mean, have you, I mean, when you were writing it, I'm, I'm, I'll ask about Rickers. Yes, when you were writing it, was it aimed at a specific group of people or just generally? Or, I mean, who did you believe you were talking to when you wrote it? Look, now you know that the, the, the guys now in, in, in the internet marketing and all the, what do you call it, all the social media say you must know exactly who you want to speak to. And that's something I struggle with. I have never succeeded in that. So I would think this is for anybody that says, I want something different and better. Mm. I want to, I want some tips. I want something to take me, take me to the next level. Last week I was with a, with a group of people and the, this one guy, his wife stays at home and he's got a powerful job. And the simple thing that's in the book, there are three types of time. There's alone time, group time and one to one time. Mm. So he spends home at home. The whole day by himself. When the wife comes in, she's so tired. She wants now alone time. He wants one-to-one or group time. And I think lots of these things happened in the lockdown where we all had to spend group time. I like that meme for the guy that said, uh, the daughter asked him, listen, dad, if you had two choices, one to stay with mom, he says, no, I'll take choice number two. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and we found out that the people we love sometimes are assholes too. We rose, we, we, we had children that, 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 that are little assholes. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. But if you found that out, then you've hacked life. If you just lived through it mm. and you, my, 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 my children, then you haven't acted. So if you found out that people you live with need alone time and so do you, then implement it. Mm. Do mm. something about it. 
You know what I'm trying to tell you. Yes. Just practice it. But, be aware. But being alone is one thing. And being people lo- being lonely is another thing altogether. Yeah. So you can't, I mean, you can still feel lonely when you've got a whole bunch of people of course, around you. Of course. But when we were all stuck in the houses, fortunately, I didn't have a, a partner who I had to share it with, just the kids. <laughs> um, otherwise, I probably would have been divorced by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find that I think that the teenagers, the younger people were really badly affected by this because they should have been out and, and creating their peer groups and and having the time of their lives like we did when we were yes, younger. Yes. And that was not available to them anymore. And I think it set them back. I mean, I don't think there's one mother that I speak to who hasn't said, my child is in trouble, they're on medication, they're having to go to therapy. And it's, I, I mean, it's definitely got a lot to do with that. So would this book be... First of all, something the mother should read or the father should read and then give it to the kids to read because they're going to need, but they don't have the skills we have. Yeah. Like I always liken it to, I have my handbag. I know where everything is in my handbag. I have all the stuff that I need in my yes, handbag. Yes. If I need my lipstick, I know where it is. I can take it out, except my handbag falls upside down the whole time. So it's a bit of a mess, <laughs> but that's my brain anyway. They haven't learned how to carry that handbag. They don't have the stuff in the handbag that they need yet. No tools. They don't have the tools to deal with this. Coping mechanisms. Yeah. We found out that most of us, well, most of us found out that we don't have good coping mechanisms. Yeah. And that is something we have to upgrade. And even in, in, I say it often in the book, your upgrade is ready. Take the download. You know, take the download. Upgrade Mm. yourself. Mm. Uh, Because this has shown you that you are too light. And it showed the world would be too light. But it's a wonderful opportunity to take the upgrade. Mm. So... Back to the children. I think, imagine being a head boy or a head girl in 2020. What a waste. Mm. You've been selected. You've got amazing leadership skills. You've got all of these plans to leave a legacy and you can't go to school. Yeah. I can't even imagine it because I really enjoyed my grade 12 year. Here, I, I did sport. I did everything, man. It was they amazing. Really, it was grade 11s and, and matrics. I mean, they really took a hard time. Yes. No matric dances, none Nothing. of the overseas trips for shame. Yeah. No overseas trips for those who were looking forward to it, um, not hanging out with their friends. I mean, it was, it was a, a tough time. Not just, and then adults, their parents are still also trying to deal a lot of them with the fact that they're sitting and freaking out about, I don't know if I can su- support my family anymore. That must be, that must be the hardest. And you know. then you're dealing with a child who's yeah. going through all of this angst. Yes. So what section of this book would help people with that kind of thing? And I, I want to get into the book. I, I, I think the last, but the mind acts, they are, they, they are, they are just easy things like what skills do we need for the future? Yeah. I can tell you now, if you cannot deal with uncertainty in the future, you're going to be a mess for the rest of your life. You must be able to deal with uncertainty. Yeah. If you have to go for therapy for that, do it, but you need to deal with uncertainty. We're going, when well, we, we went from, we went from this pandemic into war. So tell me about uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Second thing, you need to be tenacious. And if you're not tenacious, this life is going to, it's going to crumble you. Mm. You have to be able to stand up. After that, I think the big one is that ability to see something brighter in the future that is here now. And for that, you have to lift your chin. Yes. You have to lift your chin. You can't look at your feet and see something beautiful out there. You have to lift your chin. Yeah. So I think this, the latter part of the book, I would think, is good for the children and for just like, I like this. Let me try it. And it works. And also bolstering their sense of self-worth. Exactly. Because I think a lot of us, I mean, the moment your job 
sometimes becomes who you are and what your worth is in the bigger scheme of things. And if all of a sudden that wasn't there anymore, who are you? But isn't that a universal lesson we should all learn? You know, Neil Donald Walsh said when he was when he was young, he was his hair, mm-hmm. and then he became his motorbike, and then he became <laughs> his car, and then he became the lady with which on his on his side. So we all identify with something that makes us us, and it's not true because these things can change. I had hair longer than yours. Now I've got no hair. You know, so if I identified with me as my hair, I'm done. Oh, honey, trust me, I've lost most of my hair <laughs> thanks to COVID as well. <laughs> and it's also, I think a lot of it is about time management as well. Um, when we were sitting there in lockdown, I mean, I think everybody was like, we're so used to being so busy, especially busy. if you live in a city. Okay. Yes. Um, and I think as the time went by, and I'm, from my point of view, I mean, I'm a gardener. Okay. So... My garden does its own thing, and I'm very aware of the seasons because I know what's going to be growing when, and I judge everything and the the passing of time by what I see happening out in the natural world, whereas most people don't even notice any of that stuff. It's get the kids to school, go to work, work until this time, and then I have my downtime on the weekend when I can get drunk with my friends, watch the rugby, and that's that. Monday back to work. All of a sudden… They're not at work anymore. What am I supposed to do with all this time I have? Which is why so many people decided to get into gardening because they then suddenly had this time and they thought, well, what can I do that will improve my way of thinking? Oh, I've got a garden. Why not do something with it? But many, that's the, that's the positive. Those were the positive people. Yeah. The others got into abuse. Yeah. I mean, in that first two weeks, uh, um, domestic abuse went up. I don't know with what. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Alcohol usage, things like watching of pornography, mm. uh, these things just skyrocketed. Mm. So good if you could go outside and do something beautiful for yourself. Question for you, did you see a change in nature while this was happening? Why did I feel when I saw the, the people for the first time saw the, the uh, I don't know, the dolphins? Do you think there was a change in the environment or not really? Not really. Not I really. think that um, your pollution levels may have gone down. Is that it? was about the only thing. Okay. But the, for the rest of it, looking out and about, I mean, I'm, I'm, as I said, I drive around and I'm surprised I don't have accidents because I'm so busy. <laughs> oh, look at that tree. It's got flowers on it all of a sudden. So I'm very aware of what happens when during the year. So it wasn't it wasn't too much of a stretch for me to actually enjoy lockdown. And I'm still enjoying my own form of lockdown, but it's not like I'm not locked out. Yes, yes. Or locked in. In. As long as I'm not actually being told you have to stay in that spot, I'm okay. I can deal with anything. And it's, it is a positive mindset. You would think that my children would have the same mindset. (laughs) And they don't. No. And that's what I'm saying, how it affected different age groups in different ways. And now we have to try and give them those tools to actually go forward and be useful members of society. Yes. And I think th- these last two, three groups of matriculants or whoever, oh, to get to get through that, because now you've got to go to university. Imagine going to university and you can't go to university. You're enrolled, but you, but you yep. just sit at home. Happened but to a lot of my, my friends' children. Right. They're all sitting there and they've only just started going back on campus now, which is crazy. But, um, okay, so I haven't asked you, uh, you yeah. and Rickus. So now okay. what is Rickus's background? Mm, How did the two of you get together and decide it's, to write this I book? I love to tell this story. So Rickus's grandmother lived next to me. I've never met him in my life. I knew that the, uh, the daughter had a, had a boy and his name is Rickus, but we moved away from there many, many years ago. So his aunt phones me, says, listen, he's busy writing a book and you've written a few. Don't you want to help him a little bit? I said, yeah, sure. Started speaking to him with his book. And then I said to him, Rikas, let's try something. 
I am a night person. I like late nights mm. to be alone and to think. I said, what am I, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit and I'm going to record on my phone stuff, chapter by chapter, what Thoughts. I think is important. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm going to send you the recording. Then you're going to write it because he's got a beautiful romantic style of writing, not American. So he would not say the grass is green. He would say, uh, when looking from the window where I sit, I see there's a glimmer of green. Uh, as we, he's got that beautiful way. And I've never written like that. Mm. So I thought maybe it will inspire people when you hear those beautiful words. Wayne Dyer used to say the poets, they, they carry, the poets and the artists, they carry the consciousness of the planet. And I thought maybe that, that subtle style of writing is what we need that will make us feel good. We need to get back into poetry again. Exactly. Believe that, um, you know, there is beauty out there that we can't just sit there and look and think, oh, the whole world, especially here in South Africa. With- <laughs> Load shedding and water issues and, you know, floods and all of this stuff happening and everybody sits in. Everything is messed up. Exactly. And, and we, you mentioned it when we started talking before we went on air was that also living in a country where there's such a lot of financial help that came in from the top businessmen, from whoever. Mm. And then you see people squandering it, and you see that uh, squander is a good word. Um, I would have used stealing, 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 stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, you see people who would really need it. Yeah. You know, I've I've got a mother-in-law that lives in that lives in the uh, in KZN, and I mean, she would have done well with some of those food packets. Mm. You know. She's an old woman. And it's still happening. But, I mean, you know what? We, we have to then take doff our caps to people like Gift of the Gifts and, and the people and who have said… isn't that man an amazing man? Yeah, you know, God, he should I be just running the country. Yes, I, 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 I wish I can get a book to him, say to him, thank you for what you do. Mm. You know, he's just one of… But here's the thing, what I want to say. If we go through this, and we've all been through tough stuff, okay? If you've gone through something tough and you can't extract the value from there, you'll have to go through it again. Mm. I had an aunt. This is not a very true story, but I've, I, it's, 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 it's amusing. I, I had an aunt. I'm going to tell you a story, but it's not really a true story. <laughs> but some of it is true. Why, why, why bugger up with, uh, with, with truth if it's a good story? But some of it is completely true. So she, she was married to a, to an alcoholic. He, he beat her up. He did everything that he mm. could. We took them to the pastor, to the, everybody. Nothing works. So eventually I thought maybe we should pray that he would die. And literally he died. Okay. That's not that really died from alcohol. Okay, so she didn't kill him. <laughs> and then I thought my aunt is free, and guess what? She married another alcoholic. They're we're never now, free. We're now praying for my aunt to die. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. No, I'm That's joking. That's terrible. But, but you know what I'm saying? If yeah. if you go through something and you can't extract the value from it, mm. chances are when it comes again, you will have to learn the lesson again. If you've learned the lesson, it will just pass you. Greatly, softly by. Mm. Like, I can, this is good. But if, we need to learn the lesson from what happened to us. And I think there are many lessons. You're quite right about that. Now, what is the best hack that anybody's ever given you that you haven't worked out for yourself? Yeah, there is one. There is one. Get yourself out of that pit of pain, destruction. Because feeling Guilty and remorse and that means nothing. If you've learned the lesson, move on. But if they haven't learned the lesson, how do you get yourself out? You dig deeper. You ask more questions. Mm. You spend a bit more time with yourself. And you know, lots of people think you read a self-help book or you read 
scripture or whatever, and that will set you free. No, it is just the point. It just points you in the direction. You have to do the work. You have to do the work, darling. There's no other way. Yeah. And if you sit there and you're angry or you're sad, that's you. And you're entitled to feel that. You can feel that for the rest of your life if you want to. But there comes a time when you see, I see you've dealt me these cards. But now, watch me play them. But there's some people who never get out of it. They will sit there and they will play the victim or they'll play the martyr. And how do you get those people to change their way of thinking? Or is it just not possible? That's just where they are and that's who they're going to be forever. All of that, I believe, must come. You must. My name is Renus and I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) You know, that's it. You have to admit to your your problem, you know, like they do in AA. You have to say, I'm this person and Mm. I'm an asshole. And now I'm going to start working on it. If there's no self-awareness, there can be no self-development. Mm. And that's the thing. You know, I sat, sat in a restaurant the other day, and this guy, like, waved his arm for the for, for the waiter, and, and he speaks to the waiter, like, in this terrible way. And I go, I can judge you, but I know one thing about you. You've got very little self-awareness because me and my friends, we look at you and we say, shame. Yep. I do that a lot. But I'm not the master of my universe. That's uh, one of the things is these people think that they are the master of the universe. And that's one thing that you need to actually look at and set aside and realize that it's not all about you. And that's the thing. Everybody thinks it's them being hard done by. They're the person exactly. who everything's happening to and not looking outside of that and thinking, well, it's, I, my life is more important than anybody Anyone else's. Else. And that's self-awareness. Mm. You know? And if you don't have it, I, I don't know. And if you haven't got the willingness to go and look for it, then I really don't know. Mm. So if you come to me and you say to me, listen, I have very little self-awareness. I'm aware of that. Then at least you're aware of something. You're aware of something. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to go. <laughs> well, and what is the best hack that you would say in this book that would help people start their little trip? Apart from reading the book, of course. Of course. How do you rewire your brain? Interesting stuff there. So we all go through this mindset and we live mostly in the past in the morning when you wake up your first thought will most probably be of something you have to do or something you did Mm. it's not in the moment and how do you get that dr dispenza joe dispenza i don't know if you know uh, amazing on neurology how the brain works and how you can rewire it i've got quite a bit piece of that in there and then i've done something interesting well i put qr codes in with videos yes so if you scan the qr code you can watch a video and it will be me speaking about a topic. Yes. So I thought it's most people find it boring to read. So maybe when you see my face, you go, yeah, I hope I like to look like but that. But the chapters are not long, which is not great. So it's a quick little yeah. like, quick, the, quick hack. The, the first part is a bit, but then it's quick hacks. That was the idea. Go yeah. into the Go into the lab, find out what works, try it. So people should be disciplined about sitting down That's and actually it. just reading a couple of pages a day. So, so here, here's the thing talking about. But people about, don't read. That's the thing. That's why I put the QR code to watch the video. <laughs> but, but, but that's a, another big thing is discipline because motivation will take you so far. Mm. But discipline, there, there is going to be a morning when you don't want to get up. When you think I must go for the run and you're going to say, no, this is not. Then it's when discipline comes in. I remember, uh, Bruce Ford, I said, the most difficult part of running is putting your shoes on. Yep. Exactly. Getting your head into the right space. That's it. And that's discipline. I, I was lucky though. I mean, I, I put myself in a position where there were things I have to do and I had to, it's like going and teaching Pilates. Yeah. If I wasn't teaching, I would never have gotten out of bed to go and actually do Pilates. And even though, because all the gyms closed and everything, so I decided, right, I had most of the people who used to come to my classes, I had their numbers, I set up a group, said, right, who wants to do Pilates three times a week? 
wow. for nothing. Okay, I just said, I want to do this because it's, it's not altruistic. It's because I need to get my butt out of bed. Sure, that's <laughs> and they nice. would join in. Up to twenty people joining the classes, like on a, on like a three weekly, three times a week. Online kind of. Yeah, what? online, totally online. Wow. And they would join me online, and we would do Pilates three times a week. So that was the discipline that I needed to, because Wonderful. I can be extremely undisciplined. So I put myself under pressure to make sure that I have to do those things. And I think that's where a lot of people fail: is that they don't, they don't have the pressure to do things, and they leave everything till the last minute. Yep. And because they're sitting there going, well, you know, I've got all of this time. So procrastination is is a wonderful thing. And I'm one of the world's biggest procrastinators. (laughs) But if I'm under pressure and I have to do something, that's the way I get it done. And that's why I can do so many things at once, which I think you've got a lot of that in your book as well, is how to achieve that mindset. That was the idea. Yeah. Just just page through. If you find one little thing, read it, try it. Just try it. Uh, and, and that's the big thing. Just try it. And people expand are expand your attention span. span. There we go. We don't have and, to just like be a short attention span And one of the things person. then is, is, you know, fail fast. Mm. And I wish I failed much more earlier in my life. I had a very protected life, only child. A mother couldn't have more children. I had a very, and I never, I never knew about all of these things. I was too protected. I wish mm. I failed faster. Because the faster you fail, the faster you learn, the faster you have success. And of course, now we have helicopter parents who are making sure that their children don't, they have everything that they didn't. And of course, the kids learn nothing. I'm the only person who's allowed to be a helicopter parent. Because why? I like helicopters. <laughs> of course you And do. I used to fly around in them all the time. So that's why I, I said that to the school as well. <laughs> I'm the only person who can be a helicopter parent, but my kids were fly. made to do things. <laughs> yes. Okay, they had to go out and do stuff. All right, so if people want to get hold of the book and my email learn how to best. do it. My email is the best. My email. So is yeah. they, you, you aren't selling in a shop or anything? Online? Yes. You're selling online. Yeah. Okay. And, it's and there's called- a reason for that because you don't make money out of, out of bookstores. No. You don't make money out of books generally these days unless you're somebody like uh, Lee Childs. Exactly. <laughs> and you pick exactly. up a big movie deal. Yes, yes. No. Okay, so it's hack. Hacking your ha- mental yeah. hack mindset. It. Hack it. Hack Hacking it. your mental mindset. Yeah. There we go. And that, of course, uh, your email address? Rinus, R-I-N-U-S, at you can, U-C-A-N, dot goza. Fantastic. Of course you can. Of course you can. And you can do that too. <laughs> so it. get hold of the book. If you're feeling a little bit down in the dumps or you're thinking that life has got it out for you or people have got it out for you, then go and ask yourself the right question first of all. Do I buy this book? The answer, of course, will be yes. And then it will help you to ask the right questions to get your life back in order. It will. And I want to give the listener one more thing. Yep. Environment trumps everything. So if you sit in a fridge and you tell yourself it's not cold, in an hour's time you will be frozen. So look around at your environment and see, is this conducive for my growth? Mm. Is this supporting me? Am I speaking to people that love me and that would, that would care for me? Or am I in an environment that I am being stifled and I'm being just cut to nothing? And maybe that environment exists in, in your head between your ears. And if you can change that environment, you can have a brilliant life. Yeah. And also remember, what's for you will not go by you. Exactly. And just be wise enough to recognize it. Exactly. And to grab it with both hands. Rinas, thank you so very much. Um, I'm I'm going to steal this book. Yes, it's yours. <laughs> I'm going to hack the book now. <laughs> hack it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go and read it and, um, and, and see how it works on kids as well. I think that's a, a, a really important part of what hacking is about about not just going and hacking a computer of course (laughs) thank you so very much thanks
You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.